everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Vet Method Podcast, where we bring team training concepts to independent veterinary practice owners who want to grow revenues through a high-performance team. My name is Sanjay Mangabai, and I'm pleased to be joined today by Laura Piercy. Hi, Laura. Welcome. Hi, Sanjay. Hi. Whereabouts are you today, Laura? Uh, I'm in Salisbury. Um, so I'm in the practice today very good for those of the, for those of you who don't know Laura um, she has been in the veterinary industry for over 17 years she started her career as a nurse assistant and worked her way up to become practice manager which she has been doing for the last 12 years she currently runs a group of three practices with 22 staff and also manages a rescue American Bulldog called Keisha so I'm sure Laura has some really valuable insights the title of the podcast is Managing a Veterinary Practice with Laura Piercy, and we're going to show people how to do that in just seven minutes. If you're ready, Laura, our time starts now. So, question number one, what do you enjoy about being a practice manager? Uh, what I enjoy the most, what I love is the variety um, of the job, and there is always something different every day. Um, I really love to solve problems, and there is always a problem to solve. Um, be that within the team, the equipment, um, the process not working properly, properly, marketing not getting the results, client service. Um, there's always something, and it's a huge achievement when when I can get that working and it works. Wow, sounds like you have a, a busy day, Laura. Most days. Definitely. That leads us nicely onto question number two. What do you find most difficult as a practice manager? Me personally, I find people um, most difficult, and I know that's probably what, I'm, what a manager should be really good at. But um, I just find that good, finding good people who really want to do a good job and work hard is not easy. Um, and then when you do find them, it's then being able to maintain, motivating them, training them, and helping them grow and improve within the practice. Okay, yeah, sounds like there is um, a lot of different things to do in a veterinary practice. We've got five minutes and 45 seconds left. Recruit for attitude and train for skill. What is your take on this? I most definitely agree um, with that statement. Attitude every time. Um, it doesn't matter how many skills someone has, if they don't have the attitude to want to do the right thing or work hard, then it's just a waste of time. Um, someone with a good attitude and willing to learn is by far better. Um, I find skills are fairly easy to teach. Um, and especially for someone who listens, who wants to take advice on board and, and can grow. And we find that we can really do that very quickly and have a lot of money. Absolutely. It's, uh, you know, it's difficult to try and teach somebody who doesn't want to learn. So, I, yeah, attitude seems to be very important. Okay, we've got four minutes and 55 seconds left. And question number four, how do you train your team? So we have a variety of ways. Um, initially, we have a very structured and comprehensive induction program that someone follows. Um, and with that, we can get someone um, with little or no skills up and performing relatively quickly. Um, we then have quite a structured ongoing work um, training system that keeps the whole team from receptionists, nurses, vets, up to date with all the um, important topics and skills within the practice. There's always things changing and improving in veterinary practice that so we find keeping everyone up to date uh, makes a real difference um, and making sure that every, all the team knows the same things and we're all saying the same things. 
um, makes a difference so that we can educate our clients um, to a high standard so that they can make the informed choices they need to. Okay, so it sounds like you spend a lot of time training, training your team, Laura. Okay. Yeah, definitely. Right, thank you. So, question number five, and we've got three minutes and 55 seconds left. Loads of time. The two most powerful words in marketing, test and measure. Can you give examples of how you did or how you do this? Yeah, of course. Um, so we also have a marketing calendar within practice um, to promote and educate the important things that we, we find in practice. Um, one of our successful campaigns is our health plan. Um, we've got quite a uh, successful plan where we find in, in practice we have almost 50% of our clients on a plan. Um, and we've tried a number of different ways um, over the years to be able to increase that, increase those plans, um, you know, different marketing strategies, um, different promotions. Um, we find that just having all the teams really know about the plans and being able to talk to them consistently works the best. Um, we've run a, a few successful revaccination campaigns. Um, one particular one we're sort of proud of is that we sent out letters to people that specifically needed revaccinating. We had an up 18% uptake on those letters. We then run a similar campaign um, a, a little while later with emails and it dropped down to 8%. So we'll definitely be repeating the letter version again. Um, and we've had a really successful puppy and kitten um, package promotion that we actually are continuing with at the moment because it works really well. Okay, so those are some really impressive results, Laura, 18%, even 8% when really uh, my understanding is that the industry standard of 2 or 3% would be considered a success. Mm -hmm. And it sounds like it's not an overnight success. It sounds like, you know, it's something that you uh, improve, improve upon with time, try something different, measure it, and then do it again. Yeah, and obviously, that sorry, carry on. Sorry, just making little tweaks each time if we can improve it and get it better. Yeah, exactly right. Okay. So, um, great. Let's go to question number six. We've still got two minutes left um, and only two questions to go. We've heard of delegate, outsource, and automate. How do you do this in your practice, Laura? So we're a relatively small team, um, so it'd be, it's really important for us to delegate, outsource and automate. Um, we try and do that as much as possible so that everybody can work and focus on the important tasks at hand. Um, we automate all reminders, appointment reminders, plea and worm in treatment, vaccination, all those are automated. Um, we're not expert in certain ways, so outsourcing works really well for us, particularly like the website, Google advertising. Um, you know, we're not at masters in that, so someone's probably better at that. Um, we do, although we do have regular meetings with anything we do outsource, and we monitor anything we do delegate to make sure that it is working for us. Yeah, that's so true. You know, um, you should concentrate it on things that you are really good at, and it's it takes courage to admit that you're not good at something and to find someone else to do it. Excellent. And finally, question number seven. In all your years of experience, Laura, what's one valuable tip that you can give practices? Uh, so my valuable tip as a practice manager is that you can't do everything um, and you can't be an expert in everything. Um, so where you can delegate or outsource um, some, some tasks, then that's the best way. Um, there's always hundreds of things to do in practice and your to-do list is never ending. So usually it's, it's best to get certain tasks done by somebody who knows what they're doing rather than you just rushing through to get it done um, and also looking within the team um, to do things you'd be surprised what people are good at within your own team and giving them tasks that they enjoy and that they're good at empowers them with some responsibility to do it 
um, we have regular meetings called PDMs um, with all our staff and this helps us develop um, you know, and identify skills um, and training needs to help them you know, improve in their role. So those PDMs, are they kind of like, uh, like mini appraisals? Sorry. Essentially, yeah, they're very short appraisals that we, we try and have every week, every fortnight, um, that just goes through the key points of their job description. Wow, that's fantastic, Lauren. As you can tell, we're just bang on seven minutes. Those are some really fascinating insights, Laura. Thank you so much for joining me today on the Vet Method Podcast. Thank you, my Thanks for checking out the Vet Method Podcast. If you like what we're doing here, please head over to iTunes to subscribe, rate us, and leave us a review. It would be much appreciated.